Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, this is part two of Swanee and Friends, Dane Swan, Samantha Riches, and guest friend, Mel Radio Cobber, and in some ways... Uh, part of the bastard father of this podcast, <laughs> Sergio Paradise, aka Steve Marshall. Uh, Hello, lo- mate. Lovely to be with you, folks. Absolutely. Thank so, you for so the us. reason for bastard father is is twenty years ago, January. It was this very, very, very amusing SEN show that started when SEN did on a Saturday morning. That was twenty yeah. years ago, was it? Twenty years ago, January. Right. R- Ralphie Surgeon, the big man. <laughs> so Pioneering it was. Surge, yeah. me and Scotty Cummings, and yeah, every 1999 Saturday. Coleman medalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to give him his full title. Give him his full yeah, title, yeah. which which eventually became this podcast, which yeah. eventually stopped becoming this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Did you did you run Surge out of Radio 2, did you? Did you get him kicked <laughs> off? <laughs> Dane's convinced it was all my fault because yeah. I didn't stop him from doing Urban Dictionary. Right. Fair right. enough. Yeah. No, fair enough. No, they were, they were fun days, the old Ralphie Surge and the big man. 100%. Could you get away with a bit more back then you could on Radio now? Uh, or was it yeah, we could because yeah, no one was listening. Could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, the only people listening were the head of sales at SEN. Okay. So <laughs> 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 give us a whack every now and then. They took that well. So have you yeah. met Samantha? Yeah. Never met Santa. No. No. SEN's going strong, as we see. They, they're getting a mention the, in the paper today. Um, yes, apparently. Everything aud- holds new again. <laughs> Auditors and accountants yep. Have, yep. have come uh, looking for Hutchie. Yeah, time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam straightened us up post Scotty Cummings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's a work in progress. Well, I'll tell you what, week, you've, so. you've certainly, between the three of us, Blake, you have lifted the tone of the room already. <laughs> yeah. you know? which, which, Sam, so that re- leads us to realise, so that Steve, aka okay, Sergio Paradise, is here, why men can be so dumb, which. Don't believe it. I don't shop topic. I don't believe it, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Serge, I don't. I know it was one of those subjects that you think, you know, you know do I really want to go down this path? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I think, well, you know, the last thirty or forty years, I've sort of, you know, lived with men, played footy with men, worked with men, known men, laughed with men, got drunk with men, and thought, yeah, yeah we are pretty dumb. <laughs> drunk with men who are now women. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, I, I want the next one to be just uh, why people can be so. <laughs> yeah, well, it's although I'm not convinced that. That women will cop me writing a book about. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my question. Dumb. Imagine yeah. if I wrote this book. Why are men so dumb? Well, why men can be so dumb? Yeah. What if that wasn't by Steve Marshall? It was by Samantha Richards? How do you reckon that go? Well, <laughs> this day and age, fuck knows. Like, you, could, you could just say you're a man while writing it. 
This is very true. true. Well, exactly. I mean, there's there's a million examples of, of, of why we are, and um, and there has been, and there will continue to be. Mm. And I, so I put it most of it down to um, the fault of Steve Jobs mm-hmm. because. You know, when he brought out the iPhone, you know, it wasn't the first phone to put a camera in it, but it was the first one to make it easy for idiots to use. <laughs> and and within within 10 minutes of the, the iPhone launch, blokes around the world were sending pictures of their dicks Thanks, yeah. to everyone within a 10-metre radius. <laughs> and the world, the world has been yeah, banned. Yeah. <laughs> Seen a lot more dicks, though. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, well, we, we are living in like a golden era of genital photography. Yeah, exactly. Question, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, I have a two-year-old and he's just started to discover he's got a willy. My oh, willy, right? right? Can, can oh, you take yeah. a photo of it yet? No. no. It's next day. So my point is, obviously, you don't grow out of that. Oh, look what I've got. Yeah, Even I know. though you've had it for... 40 yeah. years, you still yeah. look down and go, oh, how good's this? I've got yeah, one of these. Maybe my friends want to see it. Well, no. some look down and go, how bad's this? Yeah. <laughs> so why do you not everyone's blessed. Not everyone's happy Other with what they've got here. Yeah. work of art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why yeah, do you think people... Fuck, I'm lucky. I'm going to show everyone. Why? No one wants to see that. Well, uh, that's well, a, that's, I, would, I, would, I would say that's a lie. Some people want to see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. just an example yeah. of that, that sort of thing and, and the stupidity that follows is in the book. Do you remember uh, the, oh, the now late kids... American entertainer by the name of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Well, Pee Wee, he, he, he got caught uh, having a good time with himself in a... Uh, it is Pee Wee. Yeah, in a porno theatre yeah. in, in Miami. If you're going to do it, that's the spot to do yeah, it. Well, exactly. He was arrested. Particularly if you're a celebrity. Exactly. And the best way he thought of to get out of the charges was he offered to do a free show to the cops' kids. <laughs> <laughs> what, a sex show or...? No, no, just a, fr- a free kids' entertainment show. Did he show. do it? No, he didn't do it. They, I think no. they said, turn around, Pee-wee, put your hands behind your back. That was the end of him. What so about if, what about if um, Steve set your partner sent you a dick picture in a day right now? Would you go say that's fucking disgusting or would you be like... Oh, hello. I'd be like, are you fucking right? Who was that meant for? And we've got to talk because <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. I've known, I've known you all five minutes. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some blokes that do it quicker than that. You, you would think, you know? Exactly. So what is the bon- bonobo? The bonobo gene. Well, right. well, the reason for this book is um, uh, during lockdown, when we were sort of, you know, I, I had two teenage boys pretending to be studying at home and <laughs> I didn't realise how, how important the to the educational pro, uh, process that the PlayStation is. Mm, so, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they did that and I thought, look, I've always wanted to write a book. So I thought maybe a you know, funny 30 years in the media book memoir kind of thing might work and sort of did most of that. Gave it to the publisher and he said, yeah, this is all right, but a proper memoir is not just a collection of, you know, funny anecdotes. So he said, but I've always had this idea about a book about blokes who get into trouble because of their dicks. And I just said, you've come to the right guy. <laughs> so, so, and then I thought, well, it, it's got to be a bit more than that. We're going to have to you know, try and give this some some vague credibility. So I discovered this this a- animal called the bonobo, which is a breed of chimpanzee found only in the Congo in deep darkest Africa. And uh, the bonobo, uh, it's obsessed with sex and violence. <laughs> and... and, and Ideally, both at the same time or one after another. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're renowned, the bonobos, for having mad big sexual orgies together and then a punch on afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like shaking hands at the end of a tennis match. You know? <laughs> and, and also they share, the bonobo shares 98.7% of its DNA with us men. Right. So I thought... So I have been to a couple of parties <laughs> like that. Yeah. Very similar. So I thought maybe I could make some tenuous pseudoscientific link yes. between... The bonobo gene 
and men's propensity for being idiots. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't hard. It wasn't. It wasn't a difficult <laughs> leap. I've got to say, and uh, it, it has no, no science behind it whatsoever. But it's, it sort of gave me the link to start bringing things together, and we just took it from there. Nice. Now yes. we first met doing a show called the Grill Team at Triple M in the we early nineties. Um, we we had some hangers on who would get in the road. Who were they? Hangers on, yeah. What's his name? Um, Eddie Maguire. Yep. Um, Jane Kennedy. Yeah. Trevor Marmalade. Yeah. yeah. Glenn Robbins. Oh, no good. Oh, none of them are kicked on, have they? <laughs> no, none of them. No. Don't any. Um, and, and the one who, and uh, un, un, unfortunately, probably kicked on about as much as Ralphie and I oh. is the funniest man in Australia, Darren Casey. Yeah, hilarious who, man. Who still uh, does stuff on 3AW. But uh, yeah, it was the grill team back in, that was what, mid 90s? 94 was the first year. 94. I, I came through. Uh, Just you're good with your dates. Yeah, <laughs> it's all just a blur <laughs> to me. Sam, Sam's, Sam's picked my icebergers, um, but uh, but so you were—I came through a, a racing-sponsored segment, uh, uh, Dane. But uh, but you came through because you were mates with the guys. So well, yeah. How, how, how did uh, Steve Marshall become Sergio Paradise? Well, I was at one point. I was sharing a house with Trev Marmalade. Yep. and this was before the footy show. So oh. Trev hadn't made that big celebrity step himself yet. So we we were doing it when and when Eddie first moved out of Broadie. Uh, into South Melbourne, the three of us, because we'd all used to socialise together, and quite often on a Monday night, the three of us would, would gather at the Red Eagle Hotel mm. and uh, have a steak and review the weekend. And one night I, I sort of jokingly just said, geez, if we recorded this conversation, make a pretty funny radio show. Yeah. And Eddie looked at me and goes, you know, you know what Eddie's like, he just goes, we'll do that one day. <laughs> and I promptly forgot about it. Two years later, the ph- phone rings, and Eddie, uh, Eddie goes... We've got a radio show starting Triple M. Me, Marmalade, Jane Kennedy. Um, we want you to do TV showbiz bullshit, but everybody knows you work at Channel Lines, so think of a stupid name for yourself, which I just pinched the name off a, a D-list cabaret singer from, from <laughs> Melbourne, thinking this will last a month. You know? yeah. but that was 94. It's yeah. still, still milking it. <laughs> but, you know... But, uh, but so Ed, Ed moved into the area. I remember now we on part one we we're talking about the David Beckham documentary and, oh, and, yeah, and yeah. the perpetual cleanliness of, of David Beckham. Dane said probably not not his go, but if he if he lived by himself, he probably wouldn't be as clean as he has to be. Yeah. Um, how, how clean was your house with Trev, please? Uh, well, put it this way: we had a party one week, <laughs> and uh, and we had it on a Sunday afternoon because all Trev's comedian mates had gigs Saturday night. On the Monday morning, I had to go to work, and it was still it was still rumbling along, and you have to say fairly well. The party. <laughs> when I got home on the Monday night, apart from you know, being up to your knees in empty stubbies and beer cans and full ashtrays and stuff like that, there also had to be two girls passed out in the couch who I'd never seen before, and two thirds of the Doug Anthony All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> And so that pretty much summed up. The, the house was not... It, it was did you a, have mushrooms going out of the bath at one stage? We, we did at one stage. <laughs> Trev, Trev's girlfriend at the time went for a shower and we, Trev and I just heard her screaming. And, Jesus, um, what's wrong? So she must have hurt herself. So he's running in there, come out a minute later, just with tears rolling down his face. I said, what, what happened? He said... There are mushrooms growing in the grouting <laughs> in, in, in the shower. She found it disgusting. I yeah. thought it was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Magic you ones, we'll eat them, have oh, a go. You know, I'm, we're gonna, I'm glad he didn't make a beef wellington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the 90s, so you worked at Sale of the Century? Yeah, I produced Sale of the Century for a number of years. So a huge quiz show at the time. Um, yes. I, I'd love the story about the uh, about the, the contestant who just didn't think they were good enough. They, they, felt, they got the guilt. 
Oh, there, there were a few of those along, along the journey. Did I mean, you send, send, send back something? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because whenever you, if you went on Saturday of the Century, if you didn't win the episode, one of the your consolation prize, you got a really nice, uh, I think it was Longines watch. And uh, once we had this guy, he, he, um, he didn't answer a single question for the whole show, <laughs> right? And three weeks later, I get a little envelope on my desk and he'd sent back his watch saying, I'm yeah. not worthy of it. <laughs> Which I rang him up and I said, mate, it's just a watch. Keep it. Really. You got your head on tally. Yeah. You know, you had fun. Doesn't matter. You, not, ev- not everyone's a winner on, on, on the, great, <laughs> the great quiz show. Uh, for the Bonobo, G, what, what's, a, what's a particular fuckwit type of character we should look out for oh. if, we, if we're not one ourselves? Well, yeah, it's pretty much across the board. We've yeah. got everything in there. Um, oh, I've got a hall of shame. Um, for the, the, going straight to the it. features yeah. NRL players and AFL players. Ooh. You're not in this. Oh, well, thank goodness. Because <laughs> I, I rang up uh, Dermot Brereton and said, "Mate, can you give me a little quote that I could put in the front of the book? You know, pretend that you've read it." <laughs> and he just said, "Am I in it?" I said, "No." Nah. And he goes, "Oh, good. There's your quote." <laughs> so <laughs> so th- th- there is a you know so, so some of the great great performances some- by. Some of these place. chapter titles. Go on, what have you found? The Teflon Dick. <laughs> Dicking all over the world. Yeah. Tiger Woods. He gets <laughs> his own the, chapter. Or the Teflon Dick is, is for the blokes. Size you know, matters. When we all, we've all known them. Blokes who can get away with murder like mm. that yes. in, in that situation. But then, as I say, get away with it. I, I had a guy who once, a mate, who once was caught having sex with another girl by his girlfriend and managed to convince her that he wasn't doing it. <laughs> He's was probably a, the captain of the situation. You are magnificent. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a sensational performance that was. Yeah, <laughs> Shaggy wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. Could you uh, the without naming the TV chef? Yeah, one of my favourite stories of yours. Oh, is, right. is the TV chef story. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. Because well, I, th- I think the statute of limitations is over. I think statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah and. and, and the child involved is probably, you know, driving by now. But, Hang on. But uh, no, no I, I once played played golf with a, you know, a fairly well known TV chef, and uh, he said to me, um, "Well, he's got talking. I didn't really know knowing that. Well, but he's a good bloke. He had two kids. Decided he and his wife decided to go for number three, and uh, they tried for months, probably close to a year, with no success." <coughs> Finally, his wife pointed the finger at him and said, look, there's nothing wrong with me. It's you. Go and get yourself checked out. So he booked himself into uh, the sort of male fertility clinic down there at uh, Cabrini. He walked in there and a um, little cute little girl behind the desk handed him a jar and says, uh, we're going to need a sample. He said, oh, fair enough. Yeah, it makes sense. She said, just go into that little room in there and take your time. There's no rush. Oh, no. Just you know, you know, provide us with a sample. So he goes in there and he said to me, oh, he, he said, I thought, I always assumed in that sort of situation they provided you with a bit of, you know, appropriate reading matter yeah. just to, you know, facilitate well, you, the process. And, and this know. is your, your, your pre-iPhone days, of course. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You, you, you couldn't just <laughs> scroll it up on your phone. I mean, yeah, these were hard, hard cups. Two girls, one cup just doesn't pop up on your phone. It's not going as simple as that, does it? <laughs> you can't put that magazine down hey, exactly. the, uh, the doctors of area. So he, said he, he goes into the little room, nothing. Not a thing oh, in there to help him along or the mental. journey. And he said, but, you know, eventually, he said, just using sort of imagination and muscle yeah. memory, he said, <laughs> managed to get the job done. He's, or he said, he said, until you've done it, then it's not easy catching it in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he said he finally got it, 
put the lid back on the jar, walked out and, and handed it triumphantly to the to the cute little receptionist who looked at him and said, urine sample, sir. <laughs> we were after a urine sample. <laughs> <laughs> to which he, he replied, well, he could have told me in advance, but because he's a TV chef, it's lucky he didn't say, you know, well, here's one we prepared earlier. <laughs> True story. I put that in the book, but I wasn't going to ream and ask him if I could quickly, use it. Quickly publish it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, <laughs> what, how did you, when you got sacked from Channel 9, because we well, all know we're getting sacked. Did, yeah. 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 Um, but yours was unique. Uh, how, how, how was it broken to you and what happened there? I can't even I'm remember. I'm talking about the footy show uh, thing where they, you'd, you'd appear oh, on the, the panel. The, the, on footy, the footy show, at one stage I was um, just, I wasn't, I wasn't full-time on the footy show like Ralphie was. I just used to pop in once a week and I used to produce Billy Brownless's wheel segment. Uh-huh. And we used Actually, to, you know, we the big more, wheel. Put a, put a bit more meat on the bones there. So that was a bit of an act that Bill would get blind drunk before he'd go in there, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. No. No, not at, all, <laughs> not at all. There was one time we were at some little absolute shithole outside Adelaide somewhere. Yeah. And Bill, we'd, we'd gone through the rehearsal. He'd gone off to have, have a steak and a couple of uh, schooners and we'll be back. We're on here at 10.10, Bill. Yeah. Be here at 10. Well, at 10, I'm on the phone to the control room at Channel 9 going, Oh, well, not really. <laughs> he, he hasn't turned up. And at one stage, the exec producer's gone, Serge, you might have to do the cross. And I thought, your local footy club would be happy with that. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Bill hasn't turned up. Anyway, he did. So we had, we had a great time doing doing the wheel segment. Although every week, we'd, they'd spin the wheel to see where we would go the next week. Yeah. And every week, Bill and I would say, doesn't Noosa have a footy team? <laughs> yeah. isn't, isn't there the Byron Bay Sharks <laughs> yeah, exactly. or somewhere? To, instead of some dump out in the middle of nowhere... But uh, <laughs> I was also at the time that year an occasional um, appeared on the panel on Channel yeah. Ten with old mate Jane Kennedy and the Working Dog guys, again just doing pretending to be an entertainment reporter yeah. without <laughs> knowing what I was doing. And I'd been on there, and I'd blown the whistle on there on on the on the panel about a new show that Channel Nine were going to do, which one of the mates at Channel Nine had said, "Oh, he's a good one. You know, he, he got a scoop here." So I, I was called the following day by the head of entertainment at Channel 9 in Sydney saying, you're finished, that's it, you're out, you'll never do another thing, there's no more no more footy show for you, you're sacked, sacked immediately. 
And pack up your desk. And and pack up your desk, which of course I didn't have one. <laughs> and, and, and it was also the fourth uh, fourth round of the final, so there wasn't a lot of footy shows left yeah. to go anyway. So that was the end of my tenure. At, uh, what was the show you 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 whistleblowed on? Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Now it was um, probably one of many that failed. It was one, yeah. it was one of many that didn't really Did go, go on yeah. anyway. And you, but you worked on a few of the grand final footy shows yeah. with me, and and one of them was trying to get the right talent for the uh, for the end of the year. Because one of my favourites I remember you worked on was tribute to the eighties, and some yeah. of the guys that we managed to get back together was awesome. Oh, that was, and we I think we recreated um, through the eighties sort of bits from every grand final and and, and highlights of the year, in, including you know when Yatesy ran through Dermot Brereton, yep. and at one stage you know we'd rehearsed this. Blindly for hours and hours, over and over, and we got about twenty-five, probably maybe more of some of the greatest footballs of all time yeah. up there. And they started mucking around. I oh, do. We have to keep. We have to do it again. Cook on one more time, fellas. I was remember standing in front of them, and then one of the blokes was mucking around up the back. I found myself going, Phil, will you just shut up and listen to me for a minute? <laughs> I'm thinking, this is Phil Carmen I'm, I'm talking to. You know, it's, it's some of the greatest. We had a ball doing that. Yeah. Those footy show grand finals. The amount of – people don't realise now, but the amount of work that went into some of those grand final shows was just so you, astounding. you danced on one, didn't you? Yeah, After I, did. I left. Was, yeah. Where was it? Who did you dance with, Sam? Uh, some of the Melbourne boys. Um, Jeddah, Lyndon Dunn. Yep. Oh, the big we names. Kate by yeah. Ocean. <laughs> During our great era search. Um, who was it? David Roden. I think Nick Rewalt was there as well. There was heaps, heaps of them. Um, it was the one where the boys were retiring. Um, Brent Harvey. Oh, there was four of them that were retiring. That was part of the... And that was the big right. thing, right. yeah. Um, so Gene Simmons just did the uh, kiss, did the grand final. You got a Gene Simmons chapter? <laughs> well, I worked on the Eric Banner show. Um, you know... This was before Eric became a movie star. Anyways, we've got another good Eric story, but one of the things, I'm, I'm, I'm staggered I'd never took my camera this night, <laughs> but remember Eric's pointer character? He played the, the Aussie Bogan yeah. with the mm. mullet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we got permission to, for Pointer to interview Kiss just before they went on stage. <laughs> so we go down there, there's myself, the director, you know, camera crew and what have you, and Eric dressed up. We go down into the, the dressing rooms at Rod Laver Arena down in the bowels of the thing. There's the four blokes from Kiss. They're finishing putting their makeup on. I was surprised to see they do their own makeup still. I, I, right. thought, I thought there would have been, you know, mm. a chorus, you know, 50 yeah. makeup artists. They do their own. So they did that. And then Eric did the interview. It all went really well. Now, if you remember the guitarist Ace Freely, yep. he got sacked numerous times in the band for being an idiot, basically, <laughs> and, uh, and drinking too much. Well, at this point, we'd finished the interview. Gene Simmons goes, boys, you got, got what you need? Yep, thanks. They were very professional about the whole thing. And then the stage manager comes down, come on, boys, ready to go. And we're standing there thinking, wow, what an experience this is. We hear the big booming, you know, you wanted the best, you got the best, ladies and gentlemen, kiss. And the stage manager goes, this way, boys. Straight out the door, they grab their guitars, they walk out the door. Three of them turn left to the stage. Ace Freely turns right and goes down and walks into a black wall <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone did you see that Ace has gone the wrong way and the director's going to the camera and did you get that did you get that he's an idiot he is an idiot and so that, that was our kiss story well, I, I, was, I still staggered I didn't ever took a camera he's been one of the great success stories of Australia hasn't he Eric Bannon? oh Eric oh yeah I mean and, and here's another story about how the media probably still works 
Um, after the Eric Banner show, uh, a head journo at TV Week rang me up and said, oh, Steve, you know, you know Eric Banner pretty well. And I said, yeah, I just worked on his show. He's a great bloke. And said, we've heard that he's going to do a movie appearing as Chopper Reed. <laughs> and I said, oh, I've heard nothing about it. She said, oh, look, can you ring him, write the story, and we'll give you five grand. Yep. The story, and at that point, five grand was pretty, pretty bloody handy. I like, pretty handy yeah. today, you know. <laughs> so I ring Eric, mate. I've heard this thing every week that you're going to be Chopper Reed, and hopefully it'll be you know your big break as an actor. And he said, "So I can't speak about. It. I'm not going to mention it. I can't say yes, no. I'm just not saying anything about that." I said, "Fair enough." So I rang the TV week, Jane back and said, "Nah, no stories. Not talking yeah. about it." She said, "Oh, but you spoke to him." I said, yeah, I rang him up. He said, oh, he said, just make up bullshit anyway. We'll still pay you the five grand. <laughs> and I thought, no, nah, I can't do that. No, I'm not going to do that. So many years later when Eric's a big movie star, I said, you owe me five grand. <laughs> you still owe me five grand. Because <laughs> yeah. the incentive is to burn people, isn't it, in the media? And, and But yeah. one of the great things is um, is is if you if you go through that stage, mm-hmm. you actually get their trust. Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, Eric's, you know, he is such a talented actor. And still mm-hmm. one of the great blokes yeah. of, of Aussie showbiz, any yep. showbiz, really. No worries. But, oh, they were, day, they were great days, right? And, and what was the uh, – hang on, because Sam picked it out. And I'm just going to There's go a few. If past. you look at – who chose all the chapter titles? Is that all your handwork? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> The inner workings of your brain. There's so many funny ones. If you just looked at the contents page. Does the anonymous displacement story get a run? It does. <coughs> it does. I, it? I tell a story. I'll tell a story. <laughs> And involved there were there were two blokes at, at my footy club, and uh, <coughs> for this many is very years there'd been some argument. Sam, I'm looking at you at the moment <laughs> uh, as to these were the two best hung blokes at the footy club, right? And it just became a running joke. Yeah. One of them had the, had this trick which he would do in the showers. He would soap it up and swing it around like, and we called it the helicopter. Right. And the, the soapy helicopter was even funnier. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <coughs> Then one night at, after training, and this is this is at a time where I, I, I don't know this for, for sure, but I, I reckon the, the footballers today they're not quite as, as keen on getting nude in the showers with their teammates Absolutely. as we used to back in the day. And, and you've got to remember, Sam, this is AFL level. This is this is amateur level. One night after training, none other than the, the senior coach, a former AFL premiership player himself, said, "Once and all, we're going to find out." Who's got the biggest dick? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Stu or Doug? I've called them in the book. <laughs> and he said, this is what we're going to do. So he gets one of those, th- you know, those three-legged stools with the little round top? Mm-hmm. He draws goalposts on there. <laughs> and he says, you're going to put your dick through the goalpost <laughs> and we're going to measure, measure the length. <laughs> so, of course, they do that. And Stu wins by length. <laughs> so we go, what okay. Length? Yeah. I, I can't remember the, <laughs> the exact centimetre length, but, but, but Stu wins. And before they pack, up, uh, they pack it up, the um, the coach of the under-19s pipes up and goes, you know, that's not necessarily the best way to measure, to measure <laughs> size. And he said, the best way to measure actual size of a three-dimensional object is liquid displacement. <laughs> And, and at this point, this was, this was when it became obvious that every footy club should have a physics teacher on their coaching <laughs> staff because he was head of physics okay. at uh, at the fairly prestigious public private school that this footy club was you know a part of. And so he said, 
then we better we better get we have to do water displacement. So then they got an empty pot, fill yeah. it with water, and each player had to put their dicks in the water and they measured how much water was displaced. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so you wouldn't even think of this as chicks. So this you? never this yeah. yeah, this wouldn't happen at a netball club. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, well. Fucking May these days, yeah. <laughs> so as it turns out, stew one on length. Yeah. Doug won on displacement. Okay. So a draw was was you know, no. probably a fitting result. <laughs> mm. Tiebreaker. Doug had the girth. The girth. Exactly yes. right. Had the weight in it. What the fuck? Your book is why men can be so dumb. But that's actually quite an intelligent experiment mm. that they were conducting. Yeah. Just the topic was a little bit. Yeah, the topic is a bit distasteful. But yeah, as I say, handy having a physics teacher. And then eventually yeah. that leads <laughs> that type of thinking leads to Glenn Waverley. Footy club, yeah. <laughs> 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 which probably took it to a new level. That's yeah, right. water displacement was in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his way. Does it matter who's got a bigger dick? What's that? Size, does the size matter? Sam? Well, it's one of the chapters in the book. I have to read it. Dis- well, your the size matter. <clears throat> I'm a spoken for a woman that I shall not speak of penis sizes any, yeah. any longer. Okay. Do any you longer. think it does, Dave? I would say so, yeah. Dana, well, you want to have a micro pre- penis? Have you seen that? Oh, no, no, no. Data's previously said he could pick a, pick his teammates in the light up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Most of them you could, you know. <laughs> I spend more time looking at their dicks than I look at my own. <laughs> I don't get it. Like It's like a bit of exhibition. I used to work at a footy club, West Perth footy club, yeah. when I was back at uni as one of the trainers. And as long as I was like in my room behind the door, I couldn't see anything. But the amount of them just walked around like, oh! How are you? Yeah. Like, well, can you not? You haven't got a towel on. I don't want to see that shit. Uh-huh. Don't work in a footy club. You don't want to see your dick. Well, you don't need to say hello as you're walking past. Well, what, what did I say? Ignore you. Yes. Just walk past. That's not or very put friendly, a towel is it? on. It's still visible. Are you exactly. saying uh, footy players don't uh, just nude up and shower together like like used to be? The I, I don't know. Is, is, is that is what it? we're hearing? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Mean, is, it, is that why, fair? Why, why is that? Different? I'd say that's fair. I don't know. The world, because kids have. Off the reds, oh, I I, yeah, I noticed uh, my son's school team. I mean, yep. you know, back in the day when I, I played at that school, you know, yeah. after the game, you know, everyone shower up and you laugh and carry Tell on. stories, yeah. And was, you weren't a new player unless someone exactly. urinated on yeah, your leg. Exactly. Oh, exactly. What? But yeah. days, they all seem to keep this their true. jokes Exactly, on. it's yeah. weird. Like, you can't... can't keep the speedos on. You can't yell at anyone. You can't go, mate, give us a look at your dick, would you? Like, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> someone's like bullying What's and stuff. Wrong it's, with the yeah, world? it's no good. Give us a look at your dick, would you? Yeah. Is that a common phrase? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if you, if you, because the more you hide it, the more people want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you want to see someone else's dick, Dane? Why not? I don't, and I'm a woman. Yeah, well, that's the point. Yeah. Don't you, don't, hey, We're yes. playing a footy side. If you can't, you can't see each other's dick, how are you going to win a premiership okay, together? Okay, okay. How are you going to fucking hey, All right. It's part exactly. of the bonding exactly. process. Ralph, show gonna, us your dick, would you? And you go, excuse me, dick. And you go, huh, all right. Do you feel better now? You're going to run out and fucking it's run through a wall yes, for that guy next Yes, because it's the trust. There right. you go, okay, I'm willing to do that for you. But the thing is, you wouldn't you wouldn't immediately stand at your head and do a fruit bat. You're going to murder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the wristwatch. Start with a wristwatch. Skin rabbit, yeah. Work your way up to the hamburger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you expect to be coming on and talking about such content? Well, this is his book, so you think <laughs> so. <laughs> so well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I did 3AW the other day and we didn't go down quite as 
but with you guys, yeah, it doesn't surprise me the slightest. Uh, we have to clear the room. So the, it's the Bonobo Gene, and we'll yeah. put all the links on our socials, uh, by Steve Marshall, a.k.a. Sergio Paradise. And yeah. uh, a pleasure to get through something without being cancelled with you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's still time. Although I have put, oh, I should point out, at the end of the book, a, 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 an email address straight to me okay. um, for hopefully um, volume two. So no, right. no, forget the pics. I'm not, I'm not interested in the pics. <laughs> Everybody has got a, a story yes. or two of yeah. dumb behaviour, whether it's male, female, anything, you know. So I want people to send them to me their stories. <laughs> and the last 60 seconds, I was trying we to get we'll we'll Bonobo too. Do we get royalties for any story that goes <laughs> in? Or no, no, no. You send them straight to me and uh, hopefully I'll rewrite them and. and, and Hopefully, make them sound reasonably reasonably amusing. It was and the fruit bat I was thinking of. Sorry, I forgot one. <laughs> and uh, we'll do that. And, and also, as you pointed out before, Swanee, um, if we got a hall of shame of footballers, yeah. this book looks a bit slim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a full encyclopedia, you know, about 28 volumes. It'd be long. Yeah, it yeah. would. Uh, you might have to uh, do it properly. If you do it properly, you've got to publish it posthumously because yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of names that, that can't, cannot be named. Yeah, absolutely. Good work. Uh, Steve Marshall, The Bonobo Gene. Thanks very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.